You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it is amazing to see you here, where you are challenged to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host in conversation for the MC for the day, Erica Corday, here with my co-host, India Jackson, to get the dialogue going. So, it is finally that time. (laughs) <laughs> we are going to introduce what we have been talking about for quite a while now. So um, we were trying to give you a little something different and we actually did that and it, it was fun. And so now all of the things that um, we have been talking about, myths, mistakes, and just these discoveries are all coming together about what's up. So we have some amazing things that are happening. We have a workshop coming up next month that we are super excited about and we want you to be in the room. We will be explaining all the details about it. However, just so you know, it is our Pause on the Play Ideal Client Workshop. If you go to pauseontheplay.com and you hit events, you'll be able to actually sign up, but it is going to be 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is going to be two hours you spend with me in India. We are going to completely break the way that you've ever done ideal client workshops or um, what's another word that I've done it under um, exercises or worksheets, any of these things. All that shit gets thrown out. We're not doing any of that. This is nothing like what you've done. And it's because we do it in a way that connects you differently. You already know that we focus on things very differently than others. Visibility and mindset is such an important thing. And we are fusing the best of what we do into this. So we want to have you there again Thursday, January 16th, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Ideal Client Workshop. You can sign up at pauseontheplay.com. Click up on the upper right corner, I believe, pretty sure it's right corner, (laughs) you'll see events. However, um, I'll link it in the show notes as well, but I would love for you to listen in, hear a little bit more about it. So India, we've given a couple episodes lately and we talked about some stuff that I think people were like, I feel like we're going somewhere and we're going to finally get them to their destination today. We're going to let them know what the thing is, what we've been talking about. (laughs) 
Well, I feel like we've been talking about things that could apply to so many areas of life. Um, Uh So I don't want that to be lost. But we are announcing something new today. Yes. Coming up on Thursday, January 16th, 2020. Whole new decade, y'all. Whole new decade. 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. You get to spend two hours with us as we help you to identify your ideal client profiles. This is not your mama's ICA workshop, just so you know. No. I've gone through, I don't know how many of these. Who is the person that you're talking to? How old are they? Is it a woman? Is it a man? What type of job do they have? What magazine do they read? We are not doing Facebook ads. I don't need these things that now. And that's where I want to say, yes, there are times that this information is helpful, but this is not what we are talking about. No. And it's funny. I feel like this whole thing got started because we both have like a visceral, like bodily response to the idea of doing ideal client avatar profile, whatever you want to call it. Um, but when we started talking about it on a previous podcast episode and then which one it was slipping my mind now, like I just cringed <laughs> and I was like, this is a thing. And then I realized that different industries call it different things. In some industries it's called an avatar and others it's called uh, a profile. All of it reminds me of racial profiling, like, mm-hmm from a standpoint of like you've literally broken somebody down to how much money they make, what city they live in, what gender they are. Like you have looked at all of the things that have absolutely nothing to do with what lives inside somebody and what values they have as a way of deciding who you want to work with. And it's something about it just feels like what, you know, police Mm -hmm. have been known to do. It feels wrong. It feels very wrong. Um, And it also feels like a moving target. Like it feels very disconnected to decide who you want to work with based off of those kinds of things. And I think it's extremely limiting to boil someone down to, you know, what TV show do they watch? Where do they shop? And, you know, what, what color their skin is, but you haven't talked about what values do they hold? What do they support? even if that maybe isn't, you know, who or what they are, what matters to them. You haven't touched any of the psychographics. And that's why with ours, like when I went through it, for me, just to hit that point of like, what is it that kind of unites these people? It gives you a place to try to figure out, you know, what, like maybe what do they all believe in? What do they all support? And I have yet to have ever considered who an ideal client is from a point of view of what is it that makes you similar or different beyond your hair texture, your skin tone, your age, your gender, your sex, things that are just societal indicators and tags. You know, it is funny that you mentioned gender and and sex because um, we went through this with a client because we really enjoy like beta testing any new programs that we're going to roll out with someone, usually multiple people before we offer them for sale at full price. 
um, just so we can make sure that they're getting the results that we'd like to see before we release them. Um, but we went through this with a client and also I did it as well. And it was funny to see that um, doing this a new way, I didn't even consider gender. I considered masculinity and femininity. And so did this client as well. And I was like, yes, she gets it. Um, you know, but <sighs> your gender doesn't determine whether you yield towards being masculine or feminine. No. And it's funny, but my business and hers leans towards working with more women, but <laughs> we both enjoy and realize that our personality profile is a masculine person. And we just so happen to attract very masculine women. Well, and to me, the interesting part is I remember having a conversation with a client months ago where I had sent her something that I found interesting and I thought it would be something for her to contemplate. I mean, and this is something that I regularly do with people that I'm not only working with, but connecting with, because it's one of the ways that I like to kind of provide value and I'm, you know, fostering that connection. And it was just a simple, you know, post, but it was something that she read and it made her feel like, and it was around um, someone that is non-binary. And for her, she hadn't really considered the fact that just like anything else, non-binary did not have to be all or nothing because the post really talked about how she realized how she was, you know, how she was forward facing and how the world would perceive her, but mm -hmm. where uh, androgyny did show up for her. And this had my client like, Oh shit, I didn't even think about this because it, it, again, this all or nothing. And to begin to consider things in that type of way, it can shift everything because now you've completely changed how you're looking at things as a whole and you can't unsee that. So it makes yeah. perfect sense to do this type of an exercise with someone and all of a sudden to realize this shows up in more than one place. And that is what we, I mean, we thrive on that. This isn't, hey, go do this and learn who to market to. This is, who are you talking to? Who's listening to you? Who matters to you? Who is your business actually built, you know, around? What is it that your company culture infuses? This is a snowball effect with this type of thing. Well, I think there's two important things you said. One um, is being masculine or feminine. Like most people have a little bit of both. Um, so it's not black and white. But also, it's just one piece of the many, many different things that we touch on during this workshop. And even just that one piece can determine so much else as far as how you're deciding like what you wear when you go on a stage to publicly speak, um, what attire is in your imagery. Um, but not just the clothing, but like what kind of language are you using? Are you coming off strong or are you coming off a little bit more demure. Like there's so many different other elements to masculine feminine energy than, and, and that's just one small section of this workshop, but it can determine so many other things. Um, but with that said, like in going into that, like this client, they realized that they wanted to shift some of the colors they were wearing. Um, they realized that they wanted to get away from wearing patterns so much that had florals because they realized that that was pulling on that femininity that they thought they had to do 
but that wasn't really who they were and that wasn't really who they wanted to attract. Um, but I think the second piece that you said that was so powerful is these words and going through like these demographics can help you figure out who you're currently attracting and who your business has attracted. But that may not be what you want to continue to attract anymore. And I think that it's really cool that we go through like where you were, where you are, and where you'd like to be, because that might not all be the same. And then also breaking down like how you as an individual, um, but also your business might be slightly different than who you want to attract in the future. And that's okay too. But the awareness like helps with everything. Well, and that's where I think it's important to kind of use these types of things as a part of your audit process. It's not a do it once and you're done or, oh, I've done it and my business never needs it again. That's not the reality Mm -hmm. of it. This is something that just like any other check-in, did my marketing work? Um, Did it actually reach the people that I was looking to uh, market myself to? Did I hit my sales goals? This is something that you're going to go through on whatever type of schedule you set for yourself to be able to say, this is when I check in to see where's the alignment on this? Am I actually getting the results that I want? And am I putting in the efforts that I need to, to get that payoff? Yeah, I agree 100%. And I'll say like, this can be a constantly evolving thing. It's something that I'm agreeing with you needs to be redone. Um, Once you have done it with us once, you know, being able to kind of revisit this as things shift and evolve, because there may be a convention that you go to, there may be a public speaking engagement that you have. Um, there may be a huge contract you take on with lots of clients or you're going into somebody else's community and educating them and all of a sudden you walk away with all these new followers that may not have been your previous demographic as far as who this person is inside that you wanted to attract. And so things can shift as your audience. Um, And when I say followers, I don't just mean like Instagram. I know we love Instagram, but it's so much more than that. It's the people on your list. If you're giving them an opt-in, it's the people that are on LinkedIn. It's the people in your Rolodex, (laughs) you know? And so as these things shift and change from who you're meeting in person, but also from online conventions and online summits, it's great to go back and just re-audit this every time you have a growth spurt. Well, the other side of that is that it's always important to remember that this is forward-facing and internal. So Mm -hmm. it's something that goes into the marketing, but it also goes into your company culture. Um, What are your do's and don'ts? Who are you speaking to? How are you speaking to them? Why are you speaking to them? What does this support and these efforts look like? So, you know, it, it can go into hiring practices. It can go into whatever it is that you actually create as the tone and the personality of your business and your brand what goes into these things and all of it starts with doing you know these 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 audits and these kind of assessments to see where things are and this ideal client part is it's really letting you go onto that path to begin getting that awareness and seeing what are the additional pieces that you need to you know begin to uncover. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that a big, big part of this is taking a look at who the person is inside that you'd like to work with, where the person is inside you're currently working with, are they aligned? Um, And then also really being able to take a look at the people you have. So if you're a solopreneur, if you're a business of one, you know, that'd be yourself. But if it's more than just you also being able to evaluate your team members too, and are they masculine or feminine? Are they introverted or extroverted? All these other things that the traditional idol client avatar or profile doesn't really go into can give you some valuable insight into these things um, because without awareness, you can't make shifts. It's really hard to make shifts if you don't know what you're shifting. But also, um, I think the beauty of it is with awareness, you can lean more into what you want and therefore, you know, what you put out, you get more of back in. You attract more of what you want. And I'll be one to say, like, everybody's different, but I think most people leave if they've ever had like a traditional job because they want to actually enjoy like what they're doing and who they're working with. You don't want to see a client's name pop up on your um, new emails and be like, oh shit, you know? <laughs> like, yep. I think everyone who once had a job, like, imagine that owning their own business, you don't have to go into trauma response or resistance feelings in your body from clients. And being able to see these things clearly allow you to attract people you don't have to feel like, oh shit, about. You actually get excited. And I don't know, maybe I'm just going woo because I'm sick today. So that disclaimer, but I feel like when you're excited and you're enthusiastic about the people that you're working with and you're happy to help them facilitate the results that they want to get, they can feel that too. Um, It just brings this extra passion into all areas of your business, both the client experience, the team member experience, if you have a team and What I think is equally important is the outside perception of what it feels like to work with you because that is the starting place to determine whether or not I'll ever be a client is how do I feel when I'm taking in your content in your emails or in your social media. And you said something that stood out and everything that you said afterwards definitely supported it. I think that all of these things that you mentioned are things that you want to do before you need them. So like when you mentioned the company of one, you still want to have these almost like organizational articles to kind of know what this looks like before you need them. Um, That's just like if you are, say for example, uh, running or joining a conference and you realize like there's a lack of diversity and you want to shift it, but you realize that you have a homogenous group of people that you network with, well, it's too late now. So you want to address these things before you need them. So everything that you're doing, you know, as much as you possibly can, you want to create these things before there is a need. Because when the need pops up, the moment has already passed where it really should have been done. Yeah. And I think that um, when you have these things, it also affects the decisions that you make. So I think that traditionally people were kind of under this, thought process that when you're looking to hire, you hire for skill, you hire for education, you hire for experience. And those things are important. Do not get me wrong. 
But I think that when you have a better idea of your ideal client profile, your ideal client avatar, personality, whatever, um, it can also give you a very clear idea of what kind of person, what kind of ethics and values, you know, um, of this kind of person would be a good fit for your team. And uh, this is just my opinion, so it doesn't have to apply. I'm curious to hear if yours is different, Erica, but I feel like to a degree, you can get people education on technical things. You can't change who they are. And I don't want to change who people are. So finding the right person inside and then being able to nurture them with any gaps they may have on education and skill feels so much better for me, has turned out better for me than finding the right skills and the right machine, so to speak. But they don't really care about women's empowerment. Well, our whole business is women's empowerment. That doesn't feel good to the client. <laughs> for flaunt your fire to be with somebody who doesn't care about women having equal rights. Why would I even want to expose them to that kind of person? I, and and that's one hundred and fifty percent accurate because you know using silver immersion as an example, I have hired people over the years and then work with them on skill or continue to facilitate um, continuing education and kind of doing what needed to be done to foster that technical growth, because I think that that's always something because, you know, the landscape is always changing, you know, yes. there's always advances on things. So even somebody that's at the top of their game, 10 years later, things are going to be somewhere different and you're going to have to continue keeping up with that. So I would, for example, I have to pull in someone for silver immersion that understands what our values are around diversity uh, equality, individuality, marriage equality, things like that. And if you are sharing that vision for what matters to us and how we treat people and how we really focus on their inner beauty, we can work on skill. What I can't work on is shitty attitude. What I can't work on is you caring less about how a diverse bridal party feels because the dark-skinned bridesmaid, bride, um, bridesmaid can't receive makeup. You, if you don't care, oh, you don't need to be here. You're out. Because that's the difference for me. I can work with skill. I can't work with a lack of alignment in your beliefs, ethics, and values. And I also want to address our bias. You know, I think that's important for our audience to know. Like, part of the reason we are able to say this is because we have both been educators. We both have taught people how to do what we do in some capacity. Um, with Silver Immersion in particular, you have educated on hair, you've educated on makeup. Um, I don't know all the certifications, but I know that if somebody understudied with you long enough, they can literally get like their state license in cosmetology without ever having to take a class. Um, and with me, you know, I educated many, many students at my university on lighting styles and skills to help them complete their projects as the studio manager of the lighting studio. But then going forward in my career, educating team members for a very large corporation on how to sell from story, how to do relationship-based selling so that that client stays with you for life. And so 
And that tied into like events and marketing and really just being able to get butts in seats sometimes <laughs> to get the sales to happen um, in retail environments. And so uh, we are able to say these things because of the experiences that we had and knowing that we have a certain level of knowledge, a certain level of skill and a certain level of excitement and passion for teaching people and helping them get their skills to the next level. But at the same time, if that's not you, there are other ways to bridge that gap, in my opinion. You know, you have courses online, you have so many other avenues. Education's one of those things that like, you can work on that. It's really hard to work on who someone is, and I don't even feel that it's necessarily the right thing to do to try to change that. They are who they are, and I think that that's a beautiful thing, and we don't, I don't feel the desire to mold people into what I want them to be that feels misaligned for me. Um, but in being able to see that clearly, see clearly who your people are, um, both client and team member, you can make sure that those things are aligned. And you said something that stood out to me, and I think it's one of the things that has linked our businesses together for a very long time, even before we had pause in the play, is it's also what we stand against, you know? And from the day that we met each other, I knew we both stood against bullying. We both stood against harassment. We both stood against sexism, stereotypes, societal boxes, racism, and so many other things. And that is important too, because it lets you clearly identify when somebody's misaligned, whether it's team, potential client, um, Instagram follower, you know, it lets you quickly and easily see who's not your people. And that's important too. You don't want to be a magnet for people who are going to bump up against things that don't make the other people you have feel good. And I think it's important to acknowledge that you don't have to have any type of educational background to step into the space of being a leader. You don't have to have any type of influence of being an instructor or um, a teacher in any way, shape or form to, to step into a place of sharing information that you have from a place of leadership saying that this is what I believe in. This is what I support. This is what my actions are facilitating This is what I can support you in. If this is something that you are looking to have as well, you do not have to do this alone. And I think that a big chunk of that is not leaving people alone. It is that place of, I don't know how, I have no idea where to start. It's a, it's something that can be scary or daunting or maybe even make you a little nervous. And so being able to not do the things alone, I think is a huge part of where that leadership comes in. Because being a leader is just simply being the one that is willing to step up and do the thing that others are nervous or unwilling to do. I think it's that, but I also think sometimes being a leader is stepping up and willing to like be, like be the example that you want to see. And sometimes that's not doing something necessarily. Sometimes it's what you don't do too. And- I can definitely agree because well, I think a lot of it sometimes is like you I think being is an important word because it, it isn't always about the doing. It is because most of what is really embodied in it 
are the innate things that you don't consider. The things that I hear that are often called out or acknowledged for either one of us are things that we don't really think about. And it's not something that we're actively like, yeah, we're going to do this thing. It's just kind of like, that's just kind of like, it's a regular random day kind of thing. Like, yeah, that's not something. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, oh, I, I did this because this is the effect that I was trying to go for. It really is that being. And the more innate and really woven into the fabric of who you are, the more it truly is a seamless thing that is a part of just being. Yeah. And so when I think about like the challenges that leaders have, or at least the challenges that I've run into as somebody who now is able to truly see themselves as a leader, um, I think one of the things is like being able to protect your energy and being able to um, be around people who really allow you to fully step into your leadership um, and having less resistance. And so when I think about that, some of the things that come to mind is not necessarily that the people on the team have to be like-minded. I actually like people who have different thoughts and opinions because it creates a new perspective or that the clients have to be like-minded. But when the ethics and values are aligned, um, especially ours being able is one of being able to be yourself unapologetically and not be judged for it. Um, everything else just gets easier because it totally supports everyone standing in their light and really um, playing into their strengths. And so when you have that, you have the work that's being completed um, is more effective, gets results faster. I feel like when you have that, you also, strangely enough, save a lot of time because when you know clearly who your people are, like the people that are most aligned to work with you, and also clearly who the ones are, in my case, people who are okay with bullying, um, it allows you to save time and quickly like know where do people need to be in the pipeline? Is this a good fit? Yes or no? Like super fast. So you're not wasting their time. You're not wasting your time and you can get them where they need to be. Um, I also think it allows you to work with less people at some point and be able to charge more for what you do because it is so aligned that they're able to get faster results. And I, I know that like you have seen some really, really um, tangible ways that this has shown up with Silver Immersion when you decided who Silver Immersion's people were. So I'm curious to hear any payoffs you may have had with that. I think that being able to clearly know, and, and also I, I want to go back for just one second because you said like-minded sure. and it's funny because I think sometimes people say like-minded and they assume that you all have to kind of be Stepford people and we all think the same way and do the same thing. And we wear the same like, outfits. Like, no. Right. No. And it, <laughs> it's really more about, like, are we on the same page with what the end goal is? Are we all working toward the same type of mission and vision for the brand, for the clients? Um, you know, just being able to have that similarity of values and um, belief systems, not from a point of, like, oh, we have to all do the same thing. Varying opinions and outlooks and perspectives are absolutely necessary. And Silver Immersion, that definitely comes up because we all have that basis of 
for example, marriage equality is a thing. And being able to have that as one of those things that I would say, like, you don't have that. Like, you kind of can't work here. Like, that's like a core thing. But, yeah, you know, our we don't all wear our hair the same texture, the same color. We don't all wear the same clothes. We don't, we're, we're not all married to the same type of person. We don't have the same type of uh, family structures. We don't all approach what we do from an artistry place for our clients in the same exact way. Yet all of these things still come back to the fact that we want every single client that we ever touch in any way, even if it's, simply somebody that comes to us and then we're not available, but they leave. And I've, again, I've talked about this. I've had this. I've had people that didn't end up being able to book that were like, I just want you to know what you're doing matters. And it really did, you know, impact me. And I appreciate that. Please keep doing it. We know what our purpose is. And just because our process might look a little bit different and maybe what our individual purposes are, might be a little different payoff is all still the same can i also say um you know going back to the traditional ideal client avatar if you were to look at the demographics um if you were to look at if we were to profile <laughs> the staff at silver immersion you would no two people would be alike you're all different ages nope. you're all different sizes you're all different marital statuses religions you name it um you live in all different cities and, and you yet, know what's funny you mm -hmm. don't bracket and i'm gonna ask everybody to actually do this take a cross section like take a picture like when facebook gives you those uh, memories things look at your business a year in three years and five years and something along those lines. I had a picture that popped up from a holiday party about 10 years ago. And the same thing is true now for the cross section of people that I have that was true then. Demographics were different, but the goals were still the same. Yeah. I mean, I literally think of like the values and ethics as the glue that holds everything together and so being able to like clearly identify what that is for you what that is for your current audience because you may want to keep some of your current audience and what that is for your future audience literally is like the glue but i'm also going to say a very very important part of the foundation of your business of any empire you want to build. And I know that most of our listeners are business owners, but we also have some personal brands out there. We have a couple of athletes listening in. And even for them, where maybe you don't have a business, you're looking to attract sponsors. You're looking to be seen as somebody who has influence. And I say it that way instead of being an influencer because our audience definitely values the um, power that their decisions and their actions and their purchases have over the followers that they've generated. So I say all of that to say that it's important to really um, see how this can go into so many different areas of life. It's not just your team. It's not just your staff. It's what sponsors you have for your podcast. It's what affiliates you choose to offer links on your website. It's where you buy your podcast mic from, you know? I mean, it's so many different things. But when you can see the values and the ethics, everything else can stem off of that. And that's why, you know, doing our 
you know, ideal client workshop in the way that we do it, it's so different. I mean, you're, you know, in a virtual room with us for two hours, really getting that support to identify what makes these people who they are and how they are. And you're able to step into this in a way that, again, it goes through all of these different areas of your business. And you are able to do the thing and clearly see why it matters and how you can take this back and actually make it just, I mean, it, it threads through all of these areas of your business. And it gives you a way to have a benchmark of where to start and where you can move forward and continue to evaluate and see where your growth is and how you're evolving. And that's, I mean, that's kind of what we're all hoping to do. We're hoping to continue to evolve. So this really starts you off by letting you see, where am I now? What do I maybe not even realize? Because I'm gonna tell you, a lot of pieces of this you don't realize. And so when you do have that awareness, and you're able to take that and go do something powerful with it and feed it back to the masses in a beautiful, intentional way. That's exactly what we live for. I'm going to say firsthand that we created this and mm -hmm. even going through it the first time before we did with a client and having to like break down all of these different pieces, there were things that I didn't fully realize until I was literally going through this program it was like, whoa, I never realized that like, you know, I mean, I, now I'm like, it should have been obvious, but I didn't realize that my people were extroverts um, from the outside looking in. But really deep down, you get to know them, they're more introverted than people think they are. I didn't realize that, you know, my people were masculine dominant, but they still had hints of a feminine flair. And guess what? That doesn't mean that they're all women. We have lots of men at Flaunt Your Fire and even their masculine dominant with a little bit of comfortability stepping into their feminine place. So those things um, aren't always so obvious. You do the program and you <laughs> realize things you never even realized before. Mm -hmm. But I'm also going to say that I too have done this and so have you, Erica. And um, I, as well as you, um, just saying this as your friend, knowing firsthand, have had resistance for many, many years. Um, I started my business in 2008. Since 2008, if you mentioned anything to me about an ideal client profile, avatar, insert word here to go with ideal client, I wanted nothing to do with it. It felt gross to do in my body. I just resisted it. Um, I would put it off on the back burner as long as I could. And then here I am staring at a blank page of having to write down what honestly felt like stereotypes and a guessing game of who I wanted to work with. And at the end, I would look at it and be like, this feels like a Frankenstein human. Something's missing here. Why did I even spend so much time working on this? So if you are listening to this and you, the moment you heard ideal client anything, <laughs> put you in that place. I want to tell you that this is absolutely not that kind of program. This is absolutely not a worksheet where you break down what magazines you think they read, what TV shows you think they watch. This is about getting to the core of who somebody is. And it's done in a very conversational way with us that comes natural because I think that just literally writing down these things about somebody that 
you then are assuming who they are from feels gross for many people. You are not alone in that. We've been there with you. So we are not putting people through that kind of process at all. And honestly, I don't think that that process works. It doesn't. No, because every single thing that I've ever gone through that has made me do it in that way, not even completely knowing why, I would have all the resistance, all the reasons why I'm like, this is stupid. I don't want to do this. This is, this doesn't make sense to me. And I couldn't always put my finger on why, but I knew it was not a thing that worked for me. And now I understand why, because I was trying to put people in a box and everything that I do is about not letting people live in a box. Bingo. I want to like shout from the rooftops when my voice is almost gone. So <laughs> I'm just going to say, yay, hello. <laughs> like everything okay. about it was putting people in a box. We are not and about that, that is, here. It doesn't exactly work. the opposite of what we stand for. And that is why when you get clear on your why, then all of a sudden all these things make sense. And, and literally this workshop came up and us going through our beta testing of another workshop and then being like, we need to create this other part, don't we? Because we started to see where this clarity needed to be there first. Yes, because I mean, to even get down and to start to break down and like evaluating are the things that you're saying are your values showing up in your like visual and verbal marketing, which was one of the workshops we were working on, which we'll get to that on another day. Mm-hmm. But we had to ask like, who's your ideal client? And we realized when we asked, oh no, most people are going to think we mean age, sex, location, what show they watch. (laughs) I'm like, oh no. (laughs) We have to do this first. (laughs) And so this is again, completely changing how you look at deciding on who you're speaking to, why you're speaking to them, why it matters, and then how to do it. Yes. So I am so excited for Thursday, January 16th, where we are launching this program. You literally get two hours. We chose 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So those of our lovely listeners, which we do have many, many listeners growing on the West Coast, are not having to do this before the crack of dawn. Because that's a thing. Um, We've kept the cost really affordable for you. And we know that it will pay for itself tenfold because it really will just change every last piece of your business from your hiring practices to your verbal and written marketing to what you talk about. Mm -hmm. It changes everything. (laughs) And again, remember, you're getting both of us. That means you are getting that opportunity to take up some space in our brains and to be able to get us to support you into deciding on what these ideal client profiles are for you. We are supporting you through this. Two people to help you be able to translate what this looks like in action. One is the mindset master and one is the tangible marketing master. So you got both sides of it. Um, And I think the incredible thing is doing this as a group, you're going to get to meet some other lovely people who are really um, dedicating themselves to being inclusive leaders and having that be a part of how they run their business is being from a place of inclusion. So it's also really great indirect networking. We found that people in workshops 
um, that we've had in the past and you've had with other individuals in the past have done a great job of keeping in touch and being able to build better friendships and referral relationships with each other. Absolutely. And, and that's the whole thing is getting people in the room that are aligned and wanting to do things differently and ethically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so again, we're going to pop all the information in there, but Thursday, January 16th, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come on, sign up for your ideal client profile workshop with India and myself. Come on over to pauseontheplay.com. We show up here having real conversations to normalize the challenging things and make them a part of your normal exchanges. Cross lines and recreate boundaries to support, not separate. This is how we remove stigma and create real change and connection. If you enjoyed this podcast, show us some love by subscribing, sharing with a friend, or leaving us a review. Reviews are the fuel to keep the podcast engine going. Let's get more people dropping the veil and challenging their thoughts, feelings, and actions. We love being here and creating the bridge for you to walk over to become the change that you want to see. So join us next time. And until then, keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?